there's a book that my kids and I, we like, and we, we actually kind of sometimes have quoted it when we've gone on walks, going on a hike through the woods or different places like that. Um, it's this book by Michael Rosen called We're Going on a Bear Hunt, or the Amazon Prime special that focuses on it, they're British, so it's We're Going on a Bear Hunt. <laughs> And the idea of the book is, as they go on this hunt, we're going on a bear hunt, we're going to catch a big one, <laughs> and, and that they're not scared, but then they come to these different challenges. Here's a river, a deep, cold river. We can't go over it. We can't go under it. Oh, no. We've got to go through it. And so they go to these different things, and they go through the river, and then they come to, to snow, and they can't go over or under or around it, they have to go through it. And we come to the forest and they have to go through it. And it makes me think about our life. And through is kind of like the preposition of trials, of difficulties. You know, we say, you don't know what I've been through or what they put me through. There are some things you have to go through. Difficulties that we face, we recognize to overcome them means simply to walk through these things. And we say, once we've gotten through them, I guess I had to go through this to learn that lesson. There's no, no, there's some things that there's no going around. There's no dodging. We have to face them. And maybe that's part of what Isaiah has in mind as he, through the Spirit, says to us in Isaiah 43, verse 2, our text for this evening. Just one of the passages that has really helped me through the years and again this year. He says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. You're going to walk through fire. We simply can't dodge it. We need to understand that we too will go through fire, which is one of the Bible's descriptions for difficulty for challenges, and we go through the challenges. We are going to face some things in our life. I don't know what kind of year it's been for you. We're coming to the end of, of a year, and it's one of those times I tend to just step back a little bit and think about what kind of year has it been. And there have been some things that have been, for me, really challenging this year. It's been a difficult year in some ways. And, you know, you, you might take stock of where you are and what kind of year it's been and what you've gone through. But we want to recognize the place of the Lord and the promises of the Lord as we go through a trial and as we prepare 
for the next. So I'm just gonna give you the lesson in three points and then we'll go through this. So I'm just gonna summarize it for you real quick here. When we think about the fire, we need to recognize, first of all, it's coming. And second of all, that it won't consume you. And third, we need to recognize that even though it's not going to destroy you, you are going to be changed by it. And finally, recognize that you won't be alone. And so that's the lesson, but we're going to dig in to this. Isaiah 43, verse 2, he says, When, when you pass through waters, when you walk through fire, that when is not the most reassuring word because I would prefer it to say, if you walk through fire, if you face these things, but that's not what it says there. And that's not what the Bible typically says when it comes to these things. Over and over again, the Bible says, when, when you go through these things. In uh, 1 Peter 4.12, we read, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you, as though something strange were happening. We sometimes might think, oh, I must have done something wrong, or God has betrayed me, or something terribly has gone amiss because life is really hard. I might even say, life is bad. It's difficult right now. Things have gotten rough. But we need to know that is simply part of our story here. As, as one of my good friends in Hawaii used to say, this is a testing place, not a resting place. And a part of our story is the obstacles we face. That's what we define, what we're going to be defined by largely, is how we deal with these things. Jesus said in Matthew 5.11, Blessed are you when others revile you for Jesus' sake. Not if, but when. James 1.2 says, Count it all joy when you meet trials of various kinds. And so what that means is if you think of your life, think of your, yourself at a kiosk of life, and this is your life, and you are here. Maybe this is you. You haven't faced much, but trial is coming. These fiery bits, you know, where life is more challenging. We go through seasons when maybe it's not so tough. Things are pretty good. Or perhaps you're in it right now. And there's things that we know with each other. We know when we're going through it. You know, and there's good trials and there's things that are heartbreaking trials. And there's all different kinds. You know, we all, all of us know that... Hannah and Riley probably aren't getting much sleep right now. And that's one of those blessed trials, but it's hard and it's difficult and, and you're in it. You might be going through something that nobody knows but you. The Lord knows. And you have a family here to share it with if you want to. But even if it's, it's something that's just between you and him, you have to know that he is with you. And if you're not in the fire, if you've just passed through it, boy, dodged that one or got through that one. Well, 
you're probably coming up on something else. That's just how it goes. And it's just, I know this is a, a weird thing to emphasize, but it is essential for the kind of resolve and perseverance and character that it takes to live the Christian life that we recognize. It's going to be tough sometimes, and that's okay. It's okay. There's, there's a good end, and part of the story is going through right now. The, the Navy SEALs have a saying, the only easy day was yesterday. In other words, you know, just be ready. Be ready for what might be coming. It's not like this isn't about pessimism. This is about, with hope, the, the toughness, the consistency, the steadfast love and commitment to the Lord to continue. Keep putting one foot in front of another while we go through these things. He says, though, a promise, a significant promise. When you go through the fire, I will be with you. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there with you. And everything you go through, you're going to go through with me next to you. And that really does change things. When we're with the Lord, to know that he is with us. There is a lot that's been happening in Isaiah up to this point. It's been building somewhere. And we get to verse 1 of chapter 43, and he says, but now. Well, that makes you want to step back and say, okay, where have we been before this moment? He says, but now he who formed you, who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, um, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by my name. So where does this but now come from that's leading to this place where he's going to make this promise in the next verse that when you pass through the fire, you're going to be okay? Well, look back at the previous chapter and verse 19. He says, who is blind but my servant, or deaf as my messenger whom I sent? He's saying Israel is failing to hear and to see what they need to. And, and he says, this people, in verse 22, is plundered and looted. They're trapped in holes. And then um, we get down to verse 25. He says, so he poured on him the heat of of his anger and the might of battle. It set him on fire all around, but he did not understand. It burned him up, but he did not take it to heart. This is a picture of judgment from God. And this is the verse before this. God sent his, Israel was hardening and rejecting him, and God sent a particular fire to try to wake him up. But then, he says, but now, says the Lord, things are going to be different. As an act of grace, as an act of compassion, as a response to this renewal that's coming on Israel, he says, but now things are changed. I'm the one who made you as a nation. I made you as individuals and I made you as a people and I called you mine. I have redeemed you. And the fact of your mindness 
The fact of how you belong to me is the thing you're going to need to understand that changes what you're going to go through. And as true as this is for Israel, it is true for us. You are, Peter says in 1 Peter 2, 9 to 10, a chosen people. You are a people for my possession. You belong to me. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you hadn't received compassion, but now you have my heart. You're mine. You're mine, Judy, the Lord says, you know. You're mine, Stephanie, Michael. You're mine. You belong to me. And I look out for my own. And I'm calling you. And I'm carrying you. And I'm walking with you. So fear not. I have redeemed you. And I will be with you. What a promise. People might wonder um, if, if we, if the Lord will, will still be with us. You know, there's, there's questions. People, people worry, is God still with me? And, and what we start to learn as we follow the Lord through the stories of the Bible is that the Lord is not fickle. And he doesn't leave anybody. What happens is, believe him. If you've ever had a child that you're trying to protect in a dangerous situation, you know you're just hoping that they will be obedient to you as you're walking through, say, a busy, street, a busy city street. So they'll stay next to you so that you can protect them. And you say, walk with me. Hey, stay here. No, don't go ahead. It is very difficult to protect a disobedient child. And as the Lord is leading Israel through the wilderness with a pillar of fire, and as the Lord is walking with you, leading you through your life, if we wander off of the place that he is taking us, then we have left him, but he will not leave us. I don't want to overemphasize this point because the, the focus of this passage is on him. But it's important that we recognize that uh, we have to cling to the Lord. We have to hold on to him. And when we hold on to him, we want to also hold on to this promise. Hold on to it like a, like a life preserver. You know, he is Emmanuel. God with us. He is the one that we can count on always to hold on to us, to be with us through everything. Back in Genesis 39 is the story of Joseph and Potiphar's wife and all the things that happened to Joseph. And in Genesis 39, you read about how um, Joseph is brought to, in, into slavery because his brothers turned on him. And it says over and over again throughout this chapter, as he goes into slavery, as he's blessed while he's in slavery over Potiphar's house, as he's turned on by Potiphar's wife, as he's sent to prison, as the, he raises and is blessed in prison, over and over again it says, the Lord was with Joseph. Verse, verse 2, the Lord was with Joseph and he became a successful man. 
Verse 3, his master saw that the Lord was with him and the Lord caused all that he did to succeed. Uh, in, uh, towards the end of the chapter, the last verse of the chapter, the keeper of the prison paid no attention to anything that was in Joseph's charge because the Lord was with him. And whatever he did, the Lord made it succeed. Now think about your life if you were Joseph. Are you feeling like you've dodged the fire? Are you feeling like you got to go around the flood? The Lord was with you. He's making everything succeed. Prosperity, abundance. As you are cast into a pit by your brothers. As you are made a slave. As you are... Things didn't seem like it could be worse. But then you get thrown into prison. Over and over again. Things seem to be going bad. Even as the Lord is blessing you in whatever place he puts you. And of course we come to the end of the story in chapter 50, and he says to his brothers, you know, you meant this for evil, but the Lord meant it for good. God has used all of this. He could see looking back for good. The Lord was with him. The Lord was blessing him. He couldn't see the Lord physically walking with him, but he was there. And you can count on that in your life. Whenever you feel like you've been thrown into the pit, Whenever things are hard, remember that the Lord has made this promise. Fear not. I have called you by, by name. You are mine. And when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. There's one more aspect to this picture of fire, though, that we need to notice. That's a theme in Isaiah going back all the way back to chapter 1, where he talks about them burning with fire and the alloy going away. It's this idea of refining. And the New Testament picks this idea of fire refining us up often in James 1 and in 1 Peter 4 and in Romans 5. And throughout the Bible, we find this idea that these fires we go through are actually improving us. They're testing us, but they're making us stronger and purer and more full of hope and more full of consistency and steadiness in our service to the Lord. Behold, he says in Isaiah 48, 10, I have refined you, but not as silver. I have tried you in the furnace of affliction. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep taking these difficulties and using them for your good. I've refined you. Something that struck me recently as I was thinking about 2 Corinthians 12, there's that wonderful, very challenging, but helpful passage where Paul asks the Lord three times to remove his thorn in the flesh, right? And the Lord says, um, no. <laughs> the Lord says, my grace is sufficient for you and power is perfected in weakness. Have you ever noticed that Paul says this thorn in the flesh was a messenger from Satan. Satan has sent it, but God is using it. Satan can't win. <laughs> when we stay focused on the Lord and we keep turning to him, God takes all of the fire and makes it a, a blessing, a tool. And so that's why this crazy 
servant of God named James says, count it all joy when you go through trials. Count it all joy. Do you know what's happening? I just lost my house. Count it all joy. Did you hear the diagnosis? Count it all joy. Things are rough. My marriage is rocky. What's going on? You know? And yet he says, count it all joy because God is doing something with it. And you're learning. You're growing in perseverance. You're growing in proven character, Paul says in Romans 5, 3 through 5. You're growing in hope. You're growing closer to the Lord. And as he says to Paul there in 2 Corinthians 12, in your weakness, you're made stronger. You're able to turn to the Lord and rely on him more than you ever do whenever you think you have it all figured out. My grace is enough. So here's a few other passages. 1 Peter 1, 6-7. Rejoice, grieved by various trials, tested by fire. Romans 5, 3 through 4, we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, character, and hope. Count it all joy when you meet trials. The testing of your faith produces steadfastness, that you may be complete. Give thanks in all circumstances. You can't do that unless you actually believe that the fire isn't going to destroy you, and that God is with you. And that he is doing a great work in you, even in the midst of and with these difficulties. And so again, we need to be ready. You're going to go through in this life. Paul and Barnabas went around and told all the churches that they had in their second missionary journey. They told them, in this life, we have troubles. They said... It is through many tribulations that we must enter the kingdom of heaven, but continue in the faith. It is coming. There are going to be difficult times. But they will not ruin us. They won't beat us. We're going to win. We're going to survive. And more than survive, we're going to be strengthened through these things. And we know the one who will see us through every single trial. I pray that these words are an encouragement to you as they have been to me, as I've, I've thought about them through the years and again here recently. God's word is such a comfort and such a strength. And the Lord who invites us to himself is the one who will always be faithful, who will always stand with us, who will see us through into eternal life.